Well, good morning. Once again, it's time now for another exciting demo. And uh, it's going to be an interesting demo because today we have somebody with us via Zoom. And um, her name is Debbie Hill. We have a virtual demoer. Yeah, <laughs> virtual demo. <laughs> that sounds good. And uh, she's from Alexandria, Virginia. You've heard her on the Mix It Up Monday show. And she is going to demonstrate a product, and she'll get to that here in just a minute. So we're not sure exactly how long this is going to be, but I guess we'll find out when it's all done. So right now, I'm going to turn it over to Debbie Hill. Thank you, Dave. Um, hello, everyone. As Dave said, I'm Debbie Hill from Alexandria, Virginia, originally from Pennsylvania. And today I am demonstrating the Mantis Q40. The Mantis Q40 is a fairly new product um, created by American Printing House. And it is basically a 40-character Braille display combined with a QWERTY keyboard so that you have a keyboard and a Braille display in one unit um, so that you don't have to schlep around a bunch of different things. As I said, it's, it's uh, made by American Printing House. To reach them, you can call one 800 223 one eight three nine, and if you were interested in buying one, it's option one and then option one. Again, that is one eight hundred two two three one eight three nine. Option one and then option one. Their website is www.aph.org. The P, of course, is for printing, so it's www.aph. Org. And if you're interested in looking for information about the Mantis, just when you get on the page, search for the word Mantis, M-A-N-T-I-S, and um, you'll get to the link right away that has all of the good information. Now, um, a little bit about the Mantis. As I said, it's a QWERTY keyboard with a Braille display. And... It's probably claim to fame is that you can connect it to a lot of things, like you can connect it to a computer, so you can connect to one USB device, but you can also connect it at one time to five Bluetooth devices. And that's kind of um, its main feature, is to actually connect to other devices and have Braille and a QWERTY keyboard to be able to use. Um, this is not going to be, you know, for everyone because a lot of people love to do Braille input, but I'm one of those ones that I love my QWERTY keyboard. So this, when I saw this product come out, I was, I was hooked. So anyway, it also does have some note-taking capabilities, but the note-taking capability is not nearly as sophisticated as, say, a Braille Note Touch Plus or some of the HIMSS products. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about some of the features. 
because it does have note-taking capabilities, it's got 16 gigs of onboard memory. Um, it can handle an SD card up to 64 gigs, and you can also use thumb drives in it. I'm not sure how, how large they can be. Um, and my phone is talking. Sorry about that. Um, the, uh, as far as connecting to things, you can connect to computers, Windows computers, but it has to be version 8 and up. You can, um, and you can connect to use JAWS for the screen reader to control the, the Braille output, but it has to be JAWS 18 and up. And if you're using either JAWS 18 or 19, you have to download the drivers from APH because they don't have them. Um, they, those two versions of JAWS don't have the Mantis built in, but JAWS 20 does. You can also use it with Narrator and NVDA. Um, on the Mac side of things, which I know very little about, you can connect it to Mac OS 11.5 and above, and which is Catalina. On the phone, I, I saw two different numbers. One said you can connect it to iOS 13.4 and up, and another one said 13.5. Point one and up, so it's somewhere in the 13s. As far as um, the battery, it's got it. It you can run it on power, but it also has a very nice removable, rechargeable battery. And they say it'll last about 15 hours, and I actually don't doubt it. It is actually a fairly robust battery. Um, it does have Wi-Fi capability, and I'll talk about that because we talked about the USB plugging into the computer and Bluetooth, but I'll talk about the Wi-Fi stuff down the road, and you'll see why I'm not talking a whole lot about it right now. Now, as far as physical specs, it weighs 1.7 pounds, which is lighter than, than say, a Braille Note Touch Plus, of the dimensions from front to back, it's 6.69. Don't you just love exactness? <laughs> it's, and across, it's 11.4 inches. And the thickness is 7, um, 0.78 inches. Now, I um, decided to compare it to a, a Braille Note Apex because that's kind of what it looks like. Um, as far as the a Cordy Apex, not not one of the Braille, uh, the BT Apexes, but the Cordy Apex, it looks a lot like that. And um, they are smaller. They're uh, nine and a half inches wide, and they're about um, uh, five and a half inches from front to back, and even a little thicker. But remember, that's technology that came back came out in 2010, so things have changed since then. Um, it was probably, oh, not quite an inch where this says 0.78. So, you know, we're just kind of dithering over small details. Um, it does come with a case. The, the Mantis itself is all plastic on the outside. Um, it does come with a case that's kind of a plastic they call it, they said TPU. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but it's kind of a plasticky, rubbery sort of feel. But it's just the back. You just set it in that case. 
And I must admit that if you, if you can't get any other kind of case, that's the way to go because if you just put the mantis on your lap, if you want to use it from your lap, um, it slides around like a crazy thing. And in fact, I dumped it that when I first got it, I dumped it on the floor a couple of times because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. I bought a um, executive products case, which turned out not to be that hard to put on. If anybody's put one of those cases on something, you know what I mean. And I said, I don't know whether it's because it was a different fit for my mantis or whether I've had practice because I put on three of those cases now. So it, it could be either one. Uh, now the top of, now I'm going to talk in a little more details about how it looks. The top of the mantis has um, six rows of keys. The very top row are the function keys. Now, what's really interesting about the function keys is they are smaller in width from front to back than the other keys. So I measured them, and it was hard to do because it's it's like um, they're around three-eighths of an inch, um, just slightly higher than that, where the other keys on all the other rows are about five and eighths of an inch, maybe a little bit more than that. So there is a, you can feel the difference, which actually is kind of helpful when you're um, looking at the mantis and looking at the function keys. The function the function key row has from the left to right the escape key uh, function one through twelve, and then um, a delete key on the far right, and they they put little. Um, they look like a little dash um, on each, on some of the keys so that it's easy to find the function keys. So it's on the little dash raised line is on escape, F4, F8, and F12. Uh, the next row down is the number row, and it starts off with that weird key, the grave accent, and then you get one through nine. It's, it's very typical of a, of a keyboard. One through nine, zero, the uh, minus sign, the, you know, the hyphen, the equal sign, and the one at the very end is the backspace on that row. The next row down is the top letter keys, and it is, um, starts out with the tab key, and then you get all your letters, and then the, bra the um, yeah, I guess those are the brackets over there. And the very last one on the right-hand side on that row is um, the, back, the backslash. The next row, which is the home row of the keyboard, is um, the um, starts with the caps lock, which because this does not have a number pad, when you use it with JAWS, you've got to use the, the laptop layout. So that's, you have to use that, um, shift, that uh, shift lock key. To, to as a JAWS key. And then it, you got all your, you know, the regular home row and then the, the enter key. The next row down is, the, is, again, the bottom row of letters, the shift key, all the letters, and then there's a shift key on the, other, on the right side. And the very bottom row, which is where you get the difference, um, is more control. So on the very left, it's control key, then the function key, and you use the function key because this does not have a home and end key, so that function key comes into play for those kinds of commands. You, you, then the next key is Windows, then the left alt key, the space bar, the right alt key, 
the right control key, and then a little cursor, sort of cursor pad. Um, there are four keys here. And the first one on the, on the left, again, they are the little narrow keys like you have up at the function keys. And um, so the first one is the left arrow, then the down arrow, then the right arrow. And above that down arrow, that middle one, which, by the way, has one of those little line divider or um, line like hyphen things on it, a marking, but the, the down arrow does, above it is the up arrow. Um, so you've got a little cur cursor pad. Below all this keyboard stuff is the Braille display. And each one of the Braille, the Braille cells has a routing key. So if you want to move, for instance, I'm sitting on a line on my Braille display that says six rows of keys, top row are function keys. So if I want to bring the cursor to the word function, I just press the routing key above the F. And bingo, I've got a little cursor. And I'm sorry you can't hear anything, but this doesn't really have any, any sound output or voice output. It's just make, meant for Braille use. Now, in the front, it's, this looks very much, because I think they collaborated with um, Humanware, this looks very much like an apex on the very front panel. It's got four thumb keys. And then in the middle, one little round key that's like a home key. So the, the thumb keys on the left, the far left one is previous, then left, then right, then the one over on the right-hand side is called next. I mostly use the left and right for a lot of reading and that sort of thing, and mostly use the escape key because the, um, the previous and next ones are to use to back out of things, and I usually just either use the home key or the escape key for those. But they're there if you, if you need them. Um, so, and then over on the, we're going to continue over to the left-hand side. The far back on the left-hand side is the plug um, to plug in power. And that's a regular USB cable, USB. I always get these USB thingies mixed up. So I'm sorry, it's an A to, I believe it's an A to C. Um, but you can all, but it also comes with a, a plug for uh, electricity. But I have sometimes plugged this in as a USB on a um, power strip to charge it. Oh, it, it charges like you would not believe. It's very good at that. Anyway, so that's your charging, the charging port. In front of that, they say is an oval button. I'm going to take their word for it because it's so flush to the machine, you can't really feel it. But bless their hearts, they put a dot on it. So you can feel the dot. So that's really easy. That's the on-off button. Um, so if you want to turn it off quickly, you, you just hit that button. That shuts everything down. If you want it to really go into deep sleep, you hold that down. You get a shutting down, a shutdown message. You tell it, okay, shut down, and bingo, the thing will it'll go down and shut almost everything off. In front of that... Um, on-off button is the, um, the drive, uh, the a USB port for a flash drive. Uh, on the back, it's just got a slot on the left-hand side in the back. It's got a slot for the SD card, which I said you can use up to 64 gigs. And then on the, the right-hand side 
has absolutely nothing on it. So all I feel when I touch over there is my case. So that's um, that's the tour of the um, uh, of the machine itself, giving you some of the some of the ideas. Um, now, a couple of quick notes. Um, it is meant to be a QWERTY keyboard for putting input and all that sort of stuff. But if for some reason you decide you want to do brailing and use the braille, you can do that. All you do is press the F12 key and a little message uh, comes up that says um, braille input. And then, um, and then you can, you can use the SDF and the JKL for your Braille. And then if you want to go back to the QWERTY input, you just press it, and it tells you, it says QWERTY keyboard. It, just, it flashes pretty fast because I have the message um, thing on about two seconds, so it took me a little bit to see that. Now, what's in, what's in the machine? What does the software and everything do? Um, the, when you turn it on, you're on a main menu, and um, the items that are on the main menu, the first thing that pops up is the editor. And like I said, it does have some note-taking capabilities. So that's where you would, you would be able to, to do that. The next thing down, use your thumb keys, or has a really, really good first-letter navigation. So if you wanted to, you could say T for the next thing down, which is terminal. That's where you connect to your USB device if you want to connect to a computer or to any Bluetooth devices if you want to connect to them. The next one down is library. That has to do with a book reader, and it does have a book reader, which we'll talk about more about, about those. And then there's actually a separate um, option for file management. Um, and then there's a calculator, date and time, and the, very, and the next thing is settings, so there's some basic settings, which I was thinking about my presentation. I probably should talk about them first, but I'm not going to. So, we'll, so if you have any quest, things about settings, it's coming up. And then there's an option called online services, which I'll tell you about. The user guide is on the main menu. So if you start it up and you want to start reading about it, you just press the U for the user guide. And then the next thing after the user guide, using your thumb keys going down, is power off. So you can either hold in the on-off button for a few seconds to get the shutdown notice, or you can hit power off. You'll get the shutdown notice that says shut down, and you tell it okay, and then it, it actually shuts. Um, it goes in almost like deep sleep mode. Um, okay, now going to talk about each of these items. I'm not going to do them in order. I'm doing them in the order that my brain decided that I wanted to do them. So that's what we're doing. Um, the first thing is the editor, though. And the editor, this is, this is the part that some people may find that is not quite for them. The editor can read DOC files, DOCX files, TXT files, BRF, and BRL files. However, if you open one of those files and then edit it, or if you create a file of your own and you're able to do that, 
they, they are saved as TXTs. You cannot save anything as, as a um, DOC or DOCX. Um, so when you open the edit menu, the editor menu, the things that are on it is create, which is where you start, it, you create a new file. Open, which is where you actually, um, if you've already, if you already have files that you have on the machine and you want to, you know, open one that you go to that. And then there's one, a thing called editor setting, settings, which I think they maybe intend for other things in the future, but right now it only has one option in it, which says confirm deletion on off and mine is on, um, that's for you, for deleting passages, even deleting passages in, if you're deleting a bunch of stuff, um, it, you have to, you can confirm it. I may turn that off because it, it got clumsy when I was um, editing this, this presentation, but it's there. Um, the, now, a lot of the, um, a lot of the things that you can do, or a lot of the use of the keyboard, if you if you use a computer, a Windows computer, it's very, very, very similar, very similar. And um, so I'm going to give you some of them. Like I said, also that it does have a lot of really good first letter navigation. But um, let me show you what I mean about this. Like, say you go into the editor and you decide to create a file, you can do Control-Alt-N to create a new file. Um, I think from anywhere you can do this. And then you can also open a file with Control-O. You can sa you save a file doing Control-S. Um, save as is control plus shift plus S. Doesn't this sound familiar? Um, con um, find is, is, um, find is control F. And what's really cool about this is this is built in that if you're in a document and you're looking for all the occurrences of like, say a certain phone number, 202 or something, um, find next is just the F three key. So all you have to do is reach up, go F3, and bingo, you're going. Um, and then previous would be shift F3 if you want to, if you've already started. Um, so there are some of the, um, the very similar to what you, you know, to what you do on a regular keyboard with a Windows computer. One of the things it does do, which is this kind of reminds me of Word a little bit, is that if you're going to um, edit, if you, if you want to pick up a big passage or, you know, a fairly long passage, it's got a select, start, and a select end, which is the F8 key. So you select it to start, um, to start the selection, move down to where you want that selection to end, and hit the F8 key. And if you're copying it to somewhere, you can do a Control C, or you can cut it with Control X, um, and then you know go somewhere else and do you know a Control um, V to paste it. If you get into any of these um, things and you don't know what the keystrokes are, they have a context menu called a control M and uh, M is in Mary and that gives you you can go down a whole list using your thumb keys and go down the whole list and find out like if you don't remember what 
um, the find next is, or if you don't remember what the find is, it, it, it's all listed in that menu. Um, so that is basically the, the um, editor. And um, the, you know, if you create a file, um, what happens is you go to the create, press that, and a, um, it opens, and you see, the only way I can describe it is you see an A and D sign, then a space, and then the, uh, a Y. You know, it's that field that you, you see on some other um, on note takers and things that, that means edit. And then you can start writing. And when you're ready to save it, even if you do just a control save, it'll ask you for a file name and you can put the file name in. And remember, when you create the file like that, it is a TXT file. Um, so that, that is the editor. The next one I want to just go over quickly is the file manager. And this is just... Um, helps you kind of organize things a little bit and see what's what's connected to the mantis uh when usually when you first open it you um the very first thing you see is something called storage which is actually all the stuff that's on your um on your mantis on the internal memory that's 16 gigs that i was talking about and then once you press enter on that, if you've got different folders and, you know, directories, you'll see all the folders and then you go to the one you want and you go open that and then you can, you know, select whatever file you want. When you first come in, if you've got an SD card, then under the storage, use your thumb keys, go down, you'll see that SD card is, is uh, mentioned. So then you can go in and look at it. So, um, so it's fairly, you can move and copy and, um, you know, again, using the same kinds of things that we use on the Windows computer, Control-C, Control-X, all that, all that good stuff. Um, if, you're gonna, if you're going to do multiple files, like copy multiple files, you can use a mark command, which is um, Control-Enter, and that marks a file, and then, you, and then after you've marked all the ones you want, then you can, um, you know, you can go to um, do the control C or control cut, whatever you're, or control X, whatever you're doing. One of the really cool things is you can get file information by doing control I. This works on a lot of places in the, in the Mantis. And this will give you information about the file the last modified, the name of the file, the last modified, the kind of file it is, that sort of information. So um, that comes in handy sometimes. Um, if you want to mark all files in a folder, you just do um, Control A, and that'll mark them. If you want to rename, I love this, rename a file, it's just like we do on the Windows PC. You just hit F2 and you can rename. Uh, we got the delete key works by, to delete a file, and then you can choose whether or not you're going to uh, confirm it. And so that is basically the file manager. Oh, one of the, one of the options that I like is, is, is just, and it's pretty much, I've seen this on um, the Touch Pluses and stuff, is you can sort the files by doing Control-Shift-V, as in victory, 
and um, do it by name, date, all that sort of stuff so that you can get your files. And, you know, like if you, if you, for some reason, you're looking to find out what was the last file you worked on in this big directory, it's easy to do that. Um, there's also another command I like called, where am I? And um, need that a lot sometimes. Anyway, it's control W. And control W will tell you, like, for instance, if you're playing with um, an SD card that has some of the same sort of name directories as what you have on your Mantis. Sometimes you may kind of get confused where, you know, where did I end up? And so the where am I helps you. Um, it'll give you information about the, direct, the, the um, storage device that you're in and the directory. Okay. Um, the next one is, is the fun stuff, which is... Um, this is, we're going to talk a little bit about the terminal menu. And this has to do with connecting all the devices um, to, like, if you want to connect a device to it. And, again, like I said, you can connect up to five different Bluetooth devices, and you can have one USB device. Um, the menu for the terminal, the items that are on it are USB connection, Bluetooth connection, and add a Bluetooth device, and then there's a back option, which is just take you back to the main menu. The USB connecting is pretty easy. Um, you just you, you plug the Mantis in using the, the port that you use for power and into the computer, and then go to that, the, um, USB, the USB connection and, and just hit enter. In the, and it'll connect with the computer. And, um, but if you, you know, when it, you, you, can, you can use this. Now, they say this, but I've never tried it. You can use this as a keyboard on a computer that doesn't have any screen reader. Uh, I'm not quite sure why you'd want to, but anyway, you, you could do that if you wanted to. Um, but, but if you plug it in as a USB device to a computer, of course, you've then got to have JAWS or, or some other screen reader running to connect it up so that you can actually get the Braille display use working. Okay. Um, the next one is add a Bluetooth um, device. And um, there is, um, underneath that, there is a, a menu um, oh, wait a minute. I, um, okay. Um, add a Bluetooth device. That it's exactly what it says. And what you do is you, you hit, if you want to connect to a device, you press on, enter on that, and then it gives you a message like, um, you know, go to your device for pairing and, it will connect, um, it's going to be called Mantis Q40, and it actually gives your serial number. Uh, so then you go to, like, say your iPhone, go into settings, go to Bluetooth, and you'll see that your, if your Bluetooth is on, you'll see that it's trying to connect to it. And you just tap on, tap on the Mantis Q40 when it comes up, and it pretty much connects like, boom, right away. They, they connect each, to each other. Now, it'll, it'll, you'll see things flash on the Mantis, like mine with, say, iPhone connected. And um, if you have a name for your iPhone, that'll pop up. And 
uh, you can see that. Now, to actually get to the device, you after you've added it, you have to go to the um, option on the terminal menu that is um, that says Bluetooth connections. And when, and when you go into that menu, you'll see all the things that you've paired. Um, for instance, mine has, this is, this is kind of odd, but my um, computer is called New Warehouse. Uh, it's a long story, so I won't do that now. But anyway, it's New Warehouse, so that shows up because I've connected to my computer. And then also it says iPhone Robin because I have an iPhone SE new one that's red. And before I found out that the red isn't really Robin red, it's more Cardinal red, I named it Robin. So it's iPhone Robin. And then if you have any, and then for a while I had my laptop connected and it's called Slim. And so you see all those ones that you've paired. And um, so what you do is you, like if, if I just had just paired to iPhone Robin, um, I go into that Bluetooth menu, pick out Robin, and bingo, we should, once I hit enter, it should be connected. Now, occasionally, they don't, they don't like to say hi to each other real well. So what you do on the Bluetooth menu, along with all the devices that you've ever paired, there is a called, a option called reconnect devices. And this is kind of like the rebooting the, you know, the whole system. And what it does is it, it, first it says disconnecting. When you press enter on it, it says disconnecting. It will disconnect anything that's connected by Bluetooth. And then it tries reconnecting them. And a lot of times that fixes any kind of connecting error, you know, issues that you're having. Like, for instance, I have my computer, the new warehouse computer set up so that JAWS links, you know, JAWS loads with it, and it knows that it's the Mantis that it wants. But occasionally, the keyboard, I'll be able to flip around through stuff on my, uh, with the keyboard, like go to my mail, and but I'll have no Braille. But if I go out and do that reconnect process, reconnect devices, um, it'll connect up, and the Braille, all of a sudden, bingo, the Braille will come in. So it's just it it is a little can be a little flaky and sometimes you have to um, as I often say pack your patience with some of the connecting, but generally speaking, um, the the first the first software that they had was much more difficult to work with, but they updated some things and it's much easier now and um, you know and I have a great time with it because what I do is my new warehouse computer is in my office area in one part of my condo and I and and I like to go out and sit with the mantis and work on my computer so what I've done is I you know I I connect with the bluetooth so that I can get the keyboard and the braille and then I have an, a um, bluetooth extender for the speaker and I um, and that goes into a, a Bose little Bose speaker so I've got Jaws speaking out there, and I've got, um, and I and I also then have the Braille and the keyboard. I mean, ah, oh, yes, um, lots of lots of fun connecting. Um, so that's basically how. Oh, it is really when things are working really well. It is very easy 
to connect to different um, things, for, uh, to switch between them. For instance, say I'm working on the new warehouse computer, and I decide, oh, I want to look at something on my phone. So what I do is you hit the escape button, get yourself back to where it says Bluetooth connections. You hit Bluetooth connections, find the one you want, and hit enter on it, and boom, you're, you're connected. It's, it's very cool. Um, and, it, and if everything's, you know, working, it, it just, it's really slick. I was doing a lot of that this morning while we were listening, uh, or, well, we're recording on Monday. So we were listening to Mix It Up Monday, and I was switching between texting folks and reading my email from my computer and it, just all sorts of fun. Okay, next thing I want to talk about after terminal, back on the main menu, is online services. Um, remember I said earlier that um, there's Wi-Fi capability? It's, it's, not, um, it's not all that, um, well, let me, let me show you. Um, there is Wi-Fi. You can, you can connect to your Wi-Fi in your house. The only items on this online services, the items that they have right now that you can connect to over Wi-Fi are Bookshare and NFB Newsline. Now, I don't have access to NFB Newsline, so I didn't check it. However, uh-oh, I'm, I'm going to take a quick drink of water. <coughs> okay. I think we're okay. Um, anyway, so those two are there. And you can go into Bookshare. And the first time you go in, you have to put in your credentials. But once you do that, you're always connected. So I can go into Bookshare, do an author search, say, and find all the books by an author. And then, and then there's a way to then download the books. And they end up on your, on your Mantis in a, in a folder called online books. Um, you cannot connect to the internet just to go uh, cruising around the internet. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't allow for that. So there's no browser on it. So the, the services that you can connect to are, are NFB Newsline and Bookshare. Now, the only other internet thing that you, that you use is to update the Mantis um, soft, the firmware, you'll get a notice about updating it and you can, and you can update it over Wi-Fi. So that's the only other, uh, use of the, of the Wi-Fi. Um, let's see if we got anything else to talk about on that. Nope. The next thing is on that menu was library. And the on, so online services feeds right into the library. You download books that go into that online, um, on, online books folder. There's also in the library option on that library menu, there's one called book lists, which is where all of your books, when you download them, where all your books go. And there's also a recently read, which shows the last five books, um, that you've, that you've read. There's also a search there. So if you want to search for a title, like you, maybe you've got a lot of folders now with a lot of books and you need to know where you want to find a particular book, then you 
um, search for that. Um, now, as far as reading books, the formats that, because you can read other than um, Bookshare books, uh, the formats that it supports are BRF, PEF, which I asked them about because I, I looked it up and it said it was some, some sort of graphics, but they said, no, it's an old form of um, Braille file. TXT, HTML, Docs, or an RTF. <coughs> Sorry. It's also compatible with zip files that have text TXT file formats, books in them. Now, if you're reading a book, it has a few really um, cool things. For instance, say you lost your place in the book, but you think you're maybe about, oh, 40% through. You can do Control-G and tell it, okay, go to 40%, and it'll go, and it'll go to it. If the, book's, if the book is formatted with pages, you can go and select the page number and go there. If you want to navigate a book by certain things, you can by using the control T. And you can do things um, like navigate using the thumb keys by sentence or line or whatever, paragraph, um, so that's a, that's a capability that it has. You can actually have it, and you can do this in the editor too, but you can actually have it scroll automatically. Um, I've tried that before on other devices, and it's, it never quite worked for me. Anyway, Alt-G Alt would start the scrolling, and you then can change the rate of the scrolling, and Alt-G would stop it from scrolling automatically. The book reader, the library and the book reader has also a really good facility for bookmarks. You can set number, a number of bookmarks in one book um, and then go to them. You can actually highlight a passage and put a bookmark at the, at the start of it and put a bookmark at the end of it. So like if you're, you know, doing schoolwork or something and there's a passage you want, you can do that. So it's got a few a few nice uh, things in there. Okay, next on the menu is our calculator. Fairly simple, regular calculator. It's not a scientific calculator. Um, you you get that that box, that text box, when you go into the calculator um, of the A and D sign, the space, and the Y, and then you can just put in your formula, and you can hit or either hit the equal sign or the enter. To clear what you're working on, you just hit the delete key, and that takes it, takes it out of there. That'll even do it if you are, um, you know, if you started a formula or, you, you know, you started something and you messed up, you can clear it. You can clear it all out. Um, and two of the things I know that are there, because like I said, it's not a scientific calculator, but it does just fine because I've been, I've played with it a few times. Um, you can do find the square root of something, control plus shift plus S, and it actually has pi uh, in there, control Y. Um, so that's the calculator, fairly, you know, it, it, a nice, nice little tool. 
It has a uh, back on the main menu. We're at date and time. And that's just, it's fairly simple. You can just look in there and see. First you see the time and then you scroll to the date. And, um, but if you want to see the date or the time anywhere, you can do that. Control-Alt-T reads the time, puts the time on the display. Control-Alt-D puts the date. You can change the date and the time if you want to, but mine seems to be fairly accurate when it came by doing Control-M, that context menu again. So then you can go in and do change time, change date, um, tell it whether or not you're in daylight savings time, change it to either 12 or 24-hour clock, and then you can also change the date format so you could have um, month, day, year, or day, day, month, year, or whatever you want. The um, next thing on the menu, uh, back on the main menu, is settings. And like I said, I probably should have done this earlier, but oh well. On the main, the next menu under the, uh, the settings menu, um, the categories are user settings, ground profile, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and about. And if you go into the user settings, the first thing in there is airplane mode. So you can either turn that on or off if you need it. The next one is format markers on or off. If you turn that off, you don't see any of the paragraph markers like that. I, I forget what it's called, but I, it's the ED sign and a P. Um, I have mine turned on because I just tend to like them. Um, but um, so. But all the markers would go. You can control whether or not you see the markers. Uh, message display time. This is what I was kind of referred to earlier. Um, you can do it one to thirty seconds. Like if the if the mantis gives you a message, um, how long does that stay on the on the braille display? One to thirty. I mine is set to two. Um, sleep time. If the mantis will. If it's just sitting idle, it, it will kind of close down. Um, and if you want it to never sleep, you put in a zero here. But mine is set to 10 minutes. So if I'm not doing anything, if I've just kind of got distracted with something else, after 10 minutes, it'll just, boom, go down. And then I have to push that the button on the side with the little dot on it to get it to come back to life. Condensed blank lines on off, which um, if it's if it's off, you see every little blank line that happens to be there. Delete confirmation um, on and off. That has to do with if you want to delete a file or a folder. Um, vibration on and off. I haven't played with that. I usually don't like the vibration, so I haven't played with it. Mine is off. Um, beep on and off. When it beeps, when you when you turn it on. It'll beep to tell you that it's connected to the Bluetooth or the uh, Wi-Fi. So I have mine on. You can change the configuration of the thumb keys. There's a thumb key configuration. Um, and um, wireless notification, enable or disable. I have that on because I want to know, like, if if um, the warehouse is connecting or or my phone Robin is connecting, all that sort of good stuff. 
Um, okay, back out to the menu the, under settings, Braille profile. You can actually change um, how you're dealing with the mantis. Like you could change it to grade one Braille and use a certain Braille table or grade two Braille and do different Braille tables like UEB or, or whatever. Um, so that's what the Braille profiles are. Um, if you want to see what it comes, what it's set with, you just do um, a control M and it'll show you what yours is. I know I looked at that. Uh, mine says, you know, it's called default, but I've, I've never really changed it. But it's, it's a, the capability is there if you want to change the, and, um, the kind of Braille. Um, oh, under the, the next. Pardon me? I said it sounds it sounds pretty pretty impressive. It sounds like it'll do a whole lot of stuff. Yes, yes, it will. Um, for a little guy that you know, um, the under the the um, back out to the the um, the setting menu. The next one is Wi-Fi, and it's just Wi-Fi on and off. So you could turn that off. By the way, the Mantis uses two point four um, gigahertz. Has that capability? That's the, only, that's the one it has. Um, there are different options under there. Like if you're first setting it up, you can look for your network. You can put in your network name. Um, so there's a few ways that you can actually connect to the Wi-Fi. Back out to the menu, the next one's Bluetooth on and off. So this, like if you're starting to set up your, your, your Bluetooth, this you need to turn this on. Although... If you try to set up, if you try to um, connect to a Bluetooth device and it hasn't been turned on, the Mantis will automatically turn it on for you. So um, you can you from this menu you can connect a device, connect with a paired device. So if there's one, I don't use it. I don't do it this way, but you can. Um, you can disconnect from a paired device on this menu, and then you can delete um, the Mantis. You know, like forget, have the Mantis forget a paired device on this menu. Um, and that's basically it. The next thing down on that, uh, back out to the settings menu, the next thing down is the about. And it gives basic information about the Mantis and the serial number. And I believe that's where the update, check for updates is. So that's basically a big tour of the Mantis. Um Couple, just a couple of notes. I forgot to tell you the price tag. Uh, it is uh, two thousand four hundred ninety-five um, from APH, and um, they were having trouble getting them for a while. But it's, um, it, I mean, I had no problems when I decided to get mine. So um, they are, you know. So uh, now, they, it was. We do have some some different bugs and things. Um, so it's kind of a work in process, you know, process here. So you have to work in, and so you have to be prepared to kind of, you know, if you're going to get one, to to kind of know that it it's not quite all ready for prime time, but it's pretty good. Um, the APH staff has been reasonably helpful, although they're very, 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 very busy. Um, I think there's one person taking all the technical calls for all their different products. Would so you want can, to, uh, would you, sorry about that. Would you want yeah. to give the, uh, the price and, uh, maybe the phone numbers and how to get a hold of this product? 
Okay. Okay, so it is the Mantis Q40 uh, from the American Printing House, and uh, their phone number is 1-800-223-1839. If you're interested in purchasing it, it's option one and then option one again. Um, you can also purchase it from the website, which is www.aph.org. Um, and it is $2,495. Okay, that sounds and, good. Yep. So that is the Mandis Q40. That sounds nice. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Well? Yo? How do you like how do you like the unit? I mean, do you have I really like it. Um but I have um I was really, really looking for a QWERTY keyboard. Um because we QWERTY people are kind of in the minority. Um and so I I have a Brown Note Touch Plus, but the QWERTY interface is uh, is a little inconsistent to say, you know. So I so I was a little discouraged with that, and then I saw this come out, and I I really like the idea that I can um, go all over my condo and be connected to my computers or my phone or whatever, and I have Braille. And I have, you know, a QWERTY keyboard and, you know, so, so I really, for me, it's probably not for everybody, but for me, I, I am so happy that they created it. Before we wrap this thing up, I'd just like to thank you, Debbie, for helping us out with this uh, demonstration of the product. And, Absolutely. Uh, it, it sounds like a. Uh, a very interesting product. Well, you're quite welcome. I guess we'll just say stay tuned like, next week. So, <laughs> as we always say, that's all the time we have for this demo. If you have any questions, you can email Bill Sparks at Bill with BillSparks.org and uh, ask the questions. And if he doesn't have the answers, he'll get a hold of us or Debbie. We'll get a hold of Debbie. <laughs> so stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo.